Hi, welcome to Beyond the Walls podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ramika. And I'm Kylie. And yes, we're sisters. We're going to share stories about our life and growing up together and some personal walls we've overcome. We hope you laugh a lot. You honestly might cry a little. But our hope is that maybe you'll be inspired to go beyond the walls in your way too. So grab your coffee or tea and come on in. Welcome back. If this is your first time here, we hope you feel so comfortable with us. We're about two episodes in, so if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen, the first episode gives you some quick backstory into our relationship. And this episode is a standalone, but it is the opposite perspective from Loft Energy. So we encourage you to listen to both since you may relate to one more than the other. So today we're talking about classroom energy, and this is like the opposite extreme. If those of you have listened to Loft Energy, this is probably the best way to describe more of Kylie's approach. I gave her this name because when you walk into her house, it's the first room on the left. They use this room as a classroom. And I've been here for a little bit over two two years in Texas, but they've lived in this house for four years. Yeah. And in the same way that it, it is like shocking for you, Kylie, to see me like do my loft in four days. Yeah. You've had this classroom under construction. Yeah. Avoiding. Yeah. For four years. For four years. Four years. Oof. Four days. Oof. Four years. Like Which one's harder? There has to be something there. Like, what is the classroom to you? And why four years? Yeah. Wow. Well, I think when just hearing you talk about it, how easy it is to suffer unnecessarily for such a long time without even realizing it because here you talk about it now I'm like I didn't realize I've been wrestling and complaining about this classroom for four (laughs) years right so I think the classroom to me when we're talking about it I think well when we're literally let's literally just talk about the practicalness of the classroom okay so law classroom energy to me says 10 percent or 90 percent sorry 90% of that room is complete I am like 10% away from completing the space to making it completely functional. It's, it's just a par of excellence, like complete functionality. Why have I been, I've, I've been avoiding, literally avoiding this classroom. And I do find some kind of satisfaction in complaining about it every day. It's like that thorn in the side. that's just like, oh, everything's great except for this one space. And don't get me wrong, like, it's not even like I am in no way, I hope you don't hear this as me judging this room, like it looks presentable, like there's not one person that would walk in. Yeah. It's not even that embarrassing. I mean, it's it's like subpar, but it's not like hoarding fest craziness. I can't live in chaos. I mean, I, I do really well in a 90% cleaned room. It's those teeny tiny crevices and just not quite beautiful. (laughs) Just good enough. 90%. 90%. That's so interesting to me because if it were like 0%, right? Like I would look at that and I'm like, okay, that person is probably overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. Yeah. If it's 40%, I'm like, okay, like they probably got stuck. Yeah. 60%, I'm like, okay, like they just need like one or two extra things. Once they figure that out, they're good. You said 90%. Yeah. And I would have to agree with that because I've heard you talk about how it's just like, just swapping out yeah. the bookshelf. Yeah. 
It's just a matter of like one last, maybe like how much, like what is, what would it take realistically, like to actually fin- finish the realistic classroom? We're just talking about yeah. what it takes to finish that 90%. I think I am two trash bags away of tossing stuff out, maybe a trip to the Goodwill, two bookcases. So let's say like less than a hundred dollars and a good vacuuming. (laughs) It's done. (laughs) And every day, literally, I think I got into that room. I I go read in the mornings and, or we'll do our schoolwork in the classroom. And I'm like, I go in and I sit down. I can at least like, like we can't work until the table's cleaned off. I do the table, like I clean it (laughs) off. And then I just ignore the piles on the bookcase. And I have kids, right? Like that doesn't add to the help of they come Mm -hmm. and just dump their stuff in there. Oh, of course. Right. And so it just becomes this catch all space, but it's just, it does bring a weight. But I think as you're bringing it up and the same with like loft energy, it's not really about the classroom, right? Not at all. And so I don't know. Help me talk it through. Share with us the opposite. Like why not zero then? Like if you're not going to finish it, if it's been four years and you're not going to finish the classroom, then why not just not work on it? Yeah. At all. Yeah. Why bring it all the way to 90%? Yeah. I very comfortably do the 90%. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking metaphorically, I can do 90% all over my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really high fun. I look high functioning. I'm showing up. I look right. Mm-hmm. But what is happening in that last 10%, you know, it makes me think of, um, so in school, I, I'm the B average kid. I was allowed to be B average. I like B average. It's a, it's, it's above average, right? C's average. Yeah. I'm above average. Nobody's going to call you out for a B. Nobody's unhappy. Nobody's getting in trouble or going to detention or a note home from school over a B. Mm. It's a good job. High five. A B is safe. A B is safe. It keeps you protected. And it didn't take any effort. That was my natural baseline Mm. where I get to just show up without having to put a lot of effort. That's my classroom. That last 10% represents effort. Mm. So in all of air, all of life, right? How can that, does that show up? I know that shows up other places in my life. Mm. That's the rub between here's what I can do. And then here's where I need to work a little bit harder. Mm. When I feel like people don't know how to finish that final 10% in their life or give the final 10% of effort, they say procrastination is due to two things. Either they don't know how to do it, mm-hmm. like they physically need more knowledge, mm-hmm. or they don't believe they can do it. Mm-hmm. Which one is it for you? Wow. It can be either at times. Mm-hmm. Which think, one are you most afraid of? Yeah, I'm definitely more afraid that I'm not an, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Because there's certain things in life, right? That's, okay, sure. I don't know how to do this one thing. There's plenty of people that can teach me. I'm capable of learning. Mm -hmm. I know I'm capable of learning and it Mm -hmm. takes a little bit of effort. But what if I'm not capable? Mm -hmm. What if I can't? What if that's really true? Mm -hmm. I don't have what it takes Mm -hmm. to finish that 10%. And I think that's what's so scary is almost like the unanswerdness of it, right? Like you're putting that question out there, but for you, you haven't exactly answered it. Like, I don't know what's behind that for you. So what if, what does that mean if you can't finish? What does that mean 
if you don't have what it takes. Like play that all the way out to the worst case scenario for me so I understand yeah. why that's so significant for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Why does that 10% carry so much significance? It represents weakness. Hmm. And I don't want to be weak. It's really uncomfortable being weak. Weak is unacceptable. Hmm. Weak is gray. Weak is gray. That 10% between even you write your two things. Do you have what it takes? Do you, do you, are you able to do it or do you know how to do something? Hmm. Either one of those is not, um, acceptable. That's worth talking about here because in the situation where you don't measure up, you don't, you're not enough. Your effort is still going to be insufficient. And in your words, that's weak, that's gray, Mm -hmm. and it's unacceptable, right? In the classroom, your teacher is your authority figure that's deeming you unacceptable. Mm -hmm. At work, that's your boss. Mm -hmm. But at home with your classroom, you're the teacher, you know, you chose to homeschool. So who is judging you harshly for not measuring up? Mm. Who is saying, no, Kylie, this is unacceptable. Yeah. And after you tell me who, I need to know <laughs> because who's judging me too? Yeah. And then in their judgment, like, so what, so what is going to happen? Yeah. I think it's who I say that God says this. Because mm-hmm. when I'm in my right mind, well, when I'm not in the, in the, it's a lie. It's a bold faced lie. Mm-hmm. I know. But in the moment when I'm believing it and I'm feeling it, that's at the core, right? There's this fear that I'm not going to be accepted and that I have to be perfect. By God. By God. Let's mm-hmm. see. Like God is not okay with you being in the gray space. Yeah. How can you not know how to do that last 10%? Well, you know, I don't even think it's in the not knowing. I think it's, I I decided what gets deemed acceptable at the end of that 10%. And I have one shot. Hmm. God will only be pleased if I turn that classroom into the one way he wanted it to be done. Hmm. And that's just like in life. That's in life. Right. Like you have one shot to get it right as a parent. You have one shot to get it right as a sister. You have one shot to get it right as a wife. Yeah. That's weighted. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. What's interesting is that it's not even, I think what your point is so powerful that like I said that God said that because God never said that he wanted you to be perfect. Yeah. What you're describing is perfection. Yeah. You're, he never once said that we are perfect as humans. I actually think what's even deeper than that, listening to you, is that I, what I said that God expects me to be 
be perfect. But because I so deeply do not want to fail and be wrong, mm. I stop just subpar of completion mm. so that I, I, I don't actually like what it is that I have to offer is not going to be acceptable, but I haven't finished it yet. So it still leaves that space that maybe mm. he doesn't get to judge you yet. Yeah. For something that's I'm not still done. Trying. I'm not, yeah. I'm not done. God, I'm not done. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to mm. it. I don't have to prove it. I don't have to see it through to the other side. And it doesn't take any faith mm. to believe another, you know, like I think of when you were talking about the loft energy of mm -hmm. just rewiring something that I got to choose. Like I get to choose mm. to believe what God said, God said, mm. but in order to do that, I have to let go of what I said, God said first. Mm. And again, I think it, it's that same gray space. That's like, how do I put down what I believe and value to my core and pick something else back up. Mm. And can I be yeah. accepted in that in between not knowing mm. and the uncomfortability, like it's so uncomfortable to grow. Mm. Can I believe that God accepts me where I am right now and that he's going to see me through? Mm. Cause there's excellence and there's perfectionism. Yeah. And perfectionism is all about what you do yeah. and and how you go about doing it. Yeah. It's about the product ultimately. Yeah. Perfectionism really doesn't care how much you are exhausted. It doesn't care if you are mentally tapped out. It demands a perfect product. Yeah. Excellence though is different from perfectionism because excellence is you giving a hundred percent of what you have. Yeah. And acknowledging that there is no way that you're going to be perfect because yeah. you're imperfect. Yeah. We, uh, we are imperfect yeah. as humans. And the gray space with God, even going back to, I said that God said that, I think it gets confused and we, I, I mean, it's not just you because I too have, said at times in my life, God is expecting me to be perfect here. Mm. He never once expected perfection. Yeah. What he's asking is a hundred percent effort. Yeah. He wants excellence, not perfection. Yeah. But if you're not measuring up with God and you get to it it keeps you safe. I, I what I hear you saying is it mm. keeps you safe. From yeah. his judgment, God is ready to judge. Yeah, He is ready to come down with some punishment for you. Yeah, But in order for him to be able to do that, you have to have a complete product. Yeah. And you're not yeah. going to complete it yeah. so that That's he cool. doesn't get I, to judge you. I, I don't you. have to find out. I don't have to prove. Like... <laughs> it's actually really smart if that's the logic <laughs> he's playing by. <laughs> but, you know, thinking about it, though, uh... It's oppressive and it's small and it's, um, it feels guilty all the time hearing the difference even between perfectionism and excellence. Like, man, what freedom comes with excellence mm -hmm. and believing that just our best a hundred percent is, is acceptable. Mm -hmm. Because it's 
excellence. You become, and that's the thing that is powerful about God. Like when you take him at face value, it's that in that space where you're giving a hundred percent of what you have, like if you're willing to go from 90% and give that like last 10%, what you would find there is not punishment. Yeah. It's grace. Yeah. And he says that his grace is sufficient Mm. and his power is being made perfect in the areas where you're falling short. He uses the word weakness. Yeah. Oh, it's such a hard scripture for me because I hate being weak. Mm. How can I be weak and be okay and be accepted and be weak? Mm. I think, right. Is that kind of the gray area? That's like, there's something in that. That's like, I'm not perfect, Mm. but I'm still going to be acceptable. Mm. I'm accepted in my weakness. Mm. Is there a moment where you felt like, I don't know if it's a moment earlier on in your childhood or if there's a moment in your life where you just made the decision because mm-hmm. what we said is it's not about the classroom. Yeah. It's how it plays out in your life. Yeah. And this is like huge, right? Like yeah. This is like, there's no way this doesn't play out in other areas of your life. And even being on the outside, looking in at you, like, it's even kind of like counterintuitive of who I know you to be in my life. Mm. Because if there's anybody that I would say is tenacious and bold and you are not a wallower, Mm. you don't like to sit in things. Once you are confronted with truth, you immediately change. We are having a conversation. You guys don't know this, like off the mic, we were having this conversation and she was met with truth. Like, completely believing the opposite Mm. of something met with truth and then within an hour was like i'm a new creation i'm (laughs) i'm completely different that's That's like in the past right i don't even relate to that girl anymore (laughs) and i was like we literally just had this conversation like five minutes ago but like that's you yeah you know so like it it feels so opposite to also hear like on a more vulnerable, vulnerable end, like yeah. there's this overcompensation maybe yeah, that like gets to hide this other part of you that is so not that. Yeah. Like what yeah. is that? Yeah. That is really intense. I think a significant time was when I came to realize that I, I said, there was something that helped me just to make the connection that I said, God said, when I first started realizing moments like that in my life, where I said, God said this small oppressive thing, Mm. you have this one way to honor me. Mm. I put God in a really small box Mm. and made it impossible to try new things. There's something very scary in that space to try new things and to go out and to use all my talents. Because even in that, then is so more consumed with the fear of failing than being willing to try and get back up and be excellent. Because there's nothing even in ex- there's no excellence and there's no perfectionism. It's like the fear of being perfect. Perfect. I don't know. 
Well, what's interesting, even in that, even what you just shared is that if God stays small, right? Like if God is the biggest, if you believe that God is the biggest thing out there, the most supreme, the most unlimited. Yeah. And in your worldview, God has to stay small. That being Mm -hmm. has to stay small. Then what does that mean for you? Yeah. You also then have to stay small. Yeah. I'm even smaller than that. You have to be smaller. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. And I think I've spent most of my life avoiding that last 10%. Because I don't want to prove that. I want to stay in the 90, stay in the small, stay in the safe. 90 is safe to me. Mm. That last 10% is the difference in my mind at times of being accepted and not accepted. Hmm. Well, the small God is who says that you, that 10% needs to look one specific way. Hmm. And the big God says that last 10% is in you giving your all and letting me do the rest. Hmm. And I think that's the difference Like when you're discussing like this other side of me, that's like, when I'm all in, I am all, it like that is me believing i'm a new creation my (laughs) mind has been renewed like the old man is gone the new has come Mm. right the areas are obviously i have avoided like the classroom and literalness but metaphorically Mm. there's something in my mind i think when the uncomfortability right because the classroom is uncomfortable Mm. it's not fun right even being in perfectionism let's keep it in the metaphor the perfectionism mindset and high failure rate is uncomfortable Mm. it is oppressive and exhausting Mm. and nagging but there's also really a lot of fear and uncomfortability in going that last 10 percent there's fear of the unknown i've never done it before it's it's testing new muscles it's unfamiliar territory And so until I'm willing to put down the uncomfortability of that 90% that I'm hanging on to with Mm. all of my life, like until that becomes more uncomfortable than the uncomfortability of the growing, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to choose one or the other, but I can definitely speak from experience that 90% is oppressive, man. It's... (laughs) shame-based it's fear-based it's it's a small god it's unacceptable it's well it's very black and white yeah it really is no there's no acknowledgement that there could be this gray confusing ambiguous you don't have it all figured out you are falling short gray yeah i can't believe you don't already know Mm. it's like you're in or you're out all the time based on one action. Yeah. That's small God. Yeah. And that is cutthroat God. Even that is a God too, that when you play in that safety, safety, not of faith, that, that God, I mean, you don't need faith because you just have to ride on. If I'm performing exactly to this T then he says he has to, he has to bless me. He yeah. has to and give me so salvation. Right. I just really want to work and earn my salvation. <laughs> like I want yeah. to participate in that so bad. Mm. Like I can do it. I can earn it. See, I just, I deserve it. Mm. Ugh. Perfectionism. Yeah. 
He's looking for excellence. He's like, let yeah. me, let me make up for the area where you're falling short. Yeah. Like, let me perfect this. Yeah. And trust that I'm going to follow through. There's not judgment yeah. and there's not a wrath waiting if you yeah. don't finish, but yeah. you finishing lets me know that you're ready for me to tap in. Yeah. Yeah. You not finishing means yeah. we got to hang out and walk around yeah. in the desert for 40 years. Yeah. And that's failure. I mean, and the thing, right? Like, I mean, that's like the exact thing that I'm afraid of, right? It's like, it's demanding to just stay in that negative space. Mm -hmm. I don't want freedom, God. I don't want peace and joy. I'd rather <laughs> just hang out here and be in denial about my imperfection <laughs> or not being perfect, right? Let me just pretend like I'm perfect in my 90%. <laughs> What's even funny is sometimes when we're talking and I, I really love how you always say, I just don't know that I... I have it in me to be humble in this area. You know, yeah. like, could you rework this so that I can, like, not have to be humble in <laughs> yeah, this area? I don't want to be wrong or weak. But even in that acknowledgement is humility. Mm -hmm. It's just like this, reckon you recognizing and acknowledging that, like, I am not able, I, I don't have it in me. Yeah. You know, which I, I just want to say I do appreciate. I think as we were even having this conversation before there were moments where you felt triggered mm. and you asked me if I could ask you questions in a different way. Yeah. Because the way that I was asking questions immediately was just provoking mm. because it puts you in a space where you were either right or wrong. Yeah. Which is what we've been talking about. You're either yeah. in or out. It's either black or white. Yeah. And it's all or nothing. If I'm put in a box, it's over. Mm. It's finite, right? That there's no time to grow. Mm. There's no space. Either I already need to know it and be perfect or it's too late. Mm. It's how it feels. Yeah. I want there to be hope at the other end that it's not over. Mm. And maybe it's in that, it's in that trust that just admitting in the wrong Admitting, admitting weakness mm. is not the end of the story because mm. it feels like that's it. That's it for me. Then I've admitted I, that's my, that's my 10%. I admitted I'm weak and now it's over. Mm. I feel like I have to hear you say, if there's another possibility, mm. if it is possible for you to be both not a hundred percent perfect, but a hundred percent excellent, accepted fully by God and living a hundred percent in the gray. Like, is that even a possibility we can entertain? What does that look like? I think absolutely. That's where... I think the 10% for me is that's going the extra mile in those moments when I'm tempted to believe the lie about that 10%. Like I'm already feeling I'm not going to be accepted and then there is no more hope. Mm. I think the real push, the real rub is 
I am not perfect and it's not the end. Hmm. That's the uncomfortable part is to believe both. And that's where God is like, that's exactly where I want you to be. Mm -hmm. There's no other option but that. Like that is the best place to be. I can't be saved if I can't admit that I'm weak. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. Head over to Instagram stories and our show notes where we will include a template to help you process through areas of perfectionism in your own life. Join us for the next episode. This is not a boundary. As always, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at btwpodcastcontact at gmail.com. Until next time. Bye.